Hey friends, Michael McCurry here. Welcome to Bible Tract Echoes. I've got my wife with me, some beautiful scenery. We are in Kenya right now. And I want to thank you so much for joining me. I can't think of a more appropriate time to bring this broadcast to you. Today on the broadcast, we're going to begin a message by a man named Bob Hughes, missionary to the Philippines, and God used him in a marvelous way. I'm going to ask you to tune your heart and tune your ears to what God has for us. I, I had played this message some time back uh, while I was actually on the mission field on a missions trip, but today we are literally going house to house, walking through some corn stalks. Got one of the preacher boys behind me here. My wife's up ahead. We're having a great time. But the title of this message that Bob Hughes will be preaching for us is called, I Sat Where They Sat. And he bears his heart for us. And as we walk back through this kind of, uh, we're very close to the equator, of course, about 100 miles from the equator, as we walk through the vegetation to go to some church members' houses and also pass out some gospel tracts, what I have in my hand right now is The New Birth. Paul Levine's staple track, the first one he wrote back in the 1930s. And this one's in Swahili, though. What I'd ask you to do is to consider what Bob Hughes says to us. I'd ask you, if you would, to think about this thought. I'm a little, a little out of breath. We've been walking for just a little while here. We're about nine hours ahead in Kenya. You'll hear some animals in the background and whatnot. But as we walk to this home. It'll be dark inside, so uh, and there'll be a lot of folks in there, so I won't bring the microphone, won't bring the camera inside there. But to sit in these homes, some of them 10 by 10 feet, with mud-daubed walls, tin roofs, and to sit where people are sitting, both physically, spiritually, maybe even to try to grasp economically where they are, but of course, most of all, spiritually speaking, and then to realize that the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, it works here in Kenya. It works in the Philippines, where Bob Hughes did such a marvelous work for God's glory. It still works in America. Don't let anybody tell you different. And so, as I sign off here in just a moment, so you can listen to Bob Hughes, please tune your heart and listen now to the man of God. With your Bibles open to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 3 and verse 15, we would like to talk to you tonight about something that I feel is very, very vital to our Christian life and as a church. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 3 and verse 15, the prophet says, Then I came to them of the captivity of Telebid, that dwelt by the river of Chebar, and I sat where they sat, and remained there astonished among them seven days. One day the preacher was walking down the road, and he came to a river, he looked over there on the side, and there were a group of people that were in captivity or in prison. The preacher did not just walk on down the road and go to his destination and forget these people, but he stopped, and he went over there where they were, and he sat down, and he observed their condition, and he saw their pitiful situation, and he stayed there for seven long days. The Bible says that he was astonished at what he saw, what he heard, what he felt. This visit down by the river changed Ezekiel's life. And just following this, God spoke to this man and commissioned him to be a watchman of his to warn the people of their need of preparing to meet God. I wish tonight that you would join me for the next 25 minutes. And we will take a visit to the Philippine Islands. And I believe if you will visit with me 
on these needy islands, your life will never be the same. I believe that Ezekiel was changed by his visit down by the river. I believe as he sat there where they sat, God spoke to him as he saw these people. He did not just see people, but he saw souls in need of a Savior. And I hope that tonight, after we take this visit to the islands, you will never be able to be complacent when God speaks to your heart about warning people of their wicked ways. I wish we could all go out to the airport tonight and get on a 747, and we could fly up to the Philippine Islands, and we'd get off on a little island called Mactan. It's just about three miles from where I live. I live on the island of Cebu. But we would have to land on this island because this is where the airport is. And we'd get off, and we'd cross over on a barge to the island of Cebu and go up to my home on the side of the mountain overlooking the city of Cebu and overlooking the other islands within my view. And we'd have lunch together there in the city of Cebu tonight, and then we'd go out tomorrow and see some of the places that God has laid upon our heart to try to minister to. But I hope as we make this visit tonight, you'll be able to see the things that I have seen for 16 years. As I sit there looking out the window day after day, I can look over and view the sunrise over the island of Leyte and over the Mactan Island. These were beautiful sights as the sun came up over these islands for many, many years. But every day as I sit there, it seems like that the beauty has left because I can see islands, and I do not just see islands, but I see islands with people. I see people there that nobody seems to care. I see people there that our Lord spoke of in Psalms chapter 2 and verse 8 when he says, If you'll ask me, I'll give you the heathen for an inheritance. Who wants the heathen? Who cares about the heathen? Filthy, dirty, godless, unsaved, unregenerate? Who would ask God for the heathen? I did. I asked God for the heathen. I asked God to give them to me. And as I look out over the island of Leyte, and you look out with me. I've done it for 16 years as my wife sat there. And my 16-year-old daughter sat on my right and my 14 daughter sat there on the left of the table. As I would eat my breakfast and my lunch and my supper, I can look out and I can see the island of Leyte with a million and a half people with only one missionary. As I look to the right, I can see very clearly the island of Behold with 750,000 people not one missionary, not one missionary. You would go up a little higher. You'd be able to look across on the other side of the island of Leyte and see that island of Samar with two million people, not one missionary. And this is the thing that I face constantly. And some people may wonder why, oh why, Bob, do you emphasize missions? But I cannot help but emphasize missions as I have sat where they sat for 16 years, and I have seen, and I have felt, and I have heard the cry, no man careth for my soul. Nobody seems to understand. Nobody seems to get upset about the heathen. Nobody wants the heathen. Nobody cares about the heathen. Nobody wants to go to the heathen. Oh, listen, I say unto you tonight, after 16 years as a missionary, I have to stand before you tonight and confess that my people have taught me more than I've ever been able to teach them. They taught me some things as I sat with them. 
and I've slept in their beds and in their homes, and I've eaten their food, and I've ministered to them, and I've been out in those islands for all these years, and they've taught me some things, and I'd like to pass these things on to you tonight. And I feel as if you will just sit with me for a little while as we sit with them. I believe we'll be able to learn the things that I've learned over these past few years. First of all, my people have taught me the meaning of simple faith. The meaning of simple faith. The simple faith. Just to believe God. Oh, I wish that we had not become so sophisticated in America that we would doubt this book. I wish that we still could look in this book and say, God, I believe every word of it, and then get up and act accordingly. Not just a simple faith to say, I believe in God, but to get up and begin to act upon that which we say we believe, and then begin to get out and do something about it. My people take seriously the word of God. When my God writes in his word that he shall supply our every need, I tell my people this. And though I was teaching them and telling them all along that if you're a child of God, you can pray and believe God, and God answers prayer, even down in my old heart, I I didn't have the faith that I was asking them to have. Sometime my people come to me and say, Pastor Hughes, would you please pray with me about a certain item? And really, folks, I have to confess, my faith is not that simple to believe like they are. But they come to me with with a request and want me to pray. And I have to say, okay, let's pray. Let's get on our knees and pray, and you pray first. And while he's praying, he prays in such simple faith, Lord, you said in your word that if we ask, we'll receive. And as they believe God, and my old heart begins to reach out and say, I can believe God too. And when he says amen, then I pray. He's taught me the meaning of simple faith. Mrs. Madula, who was saved through listening to the broadcast, I buried her husband. She was left with nine children. Little baby, three months old, little Mario. It seems like that there was no one that she could turn to but God. But she had learned to have a simple faith in God, left a destitute woman with nothing in this world. For out there, there's no such thing as somebody to help when you're destitute. I went to her home one morning and knocked on the door, and she came to the door and said, Pastor Hughes, come in, let me tell you what God did. This morning we got up and we had no food. There was no rice, there was no fish, there was no milk for little Mario. And I asked my family to come in, and we got on our knees, and we began to pray. And we began to pray and ask God to supply our daily bread. And while we were praying, there was a knock at the door, and I went to the door, and there stood a man there with a sack of groceries and says, The Lord laid it up on my heart to bring these to you. My God is a God that wants us to believe him. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For we must believe him. We must believe him. Oh, today, if we could only go back to the Bible and just have simple faith, just to believe, and then to be able to step out on this faith and and, and ask for big things. Oh, I'm going back to the island with big requests. I tell you, my friends, uh, get out on the limb. That's where the fruit is. Oh, listen, let's dare to do the impossible. You don't have much of competition there. Do the impossible. I'm going out there by the grace of God, and we're going to be able to build a building that will accommodate 2,000 people. And Lord willing, about four years, we're going to give you folks a race for your life. Uh, you, you pray for us, folks. We've got some people that love God, too. 
And they have simple faith and, and they just pick up this book and, and God says it and we believe it. We want to attempt great things for God. And we're getting ourselves out on a limb and we're going to have to trust the Lord. Friend, I, I hope you tune in all this week. Tomorrow and the next day, we're going to continue Bob Hughes' message. I'm going to ask you to truly think about, as I'm walking through kind of junglish area here in Kenya, through this vegetation, or I guess more forest than jungle, as we walk to dear Christians' homes and we sit where they sat, I'm going to ask you if you would try to identify, let the Holy Spirit of God identify some place in your heart that you need to open to the lost to those that are on their way to hell. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'll ask you if you would tune in tomorrow, all this week on Bible Tract Echoes. Greatly, greatly appreciate your investment of time. My prayer is always as simple, that you would have a great day for his glory. And we will plan on talking to you soon again from Kenya. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.